Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And now, Tamara and Nigel go off the rails with Rob Kendall. The noise pollution. <laughs> Let's uh, go to the hotline and bring on Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey show and kick around the cobwebs in his head. He's been off for like the past month. Is your brain like just complete and total mush, Rob? Are you okay? Here's the thing. And by the way, thanks to Garage Doors of Indianapolis, our uh, sponsor of this fabulous segment. Nigel, I found that I work harder being on vacation than I do being at actual work because my wife, who is a saint, always watches our daughter while I'm at work, and she has made up for lost time over the past uh, 20-ish days, my friend. I uh, th- Here's the thing with Rob. Rob doesn't take vacations, so... The company doesn't reimburse you like for those vacations. It was use them or lose them. So you pretty much just piled them all into the month of December, and it's been it's it's been daddy daycare. Is that what you've been? Is that what you're saying? Your very first Christmas with your new daughter? Uh, yeah, I, like I said, my wife has totally made up for uh, lost time. <laughs> she is getting all of her excursions in uh, while I'm here. So yes, I actually work harder not being at work than I have at work because. As you know, Nige, we, we don't really do anything while we're at work. No. We, get, we get paid to we get paid to screw around all day. How has the time off been in terms of keeping up with current events? Do you still watch the news? Are you checking your Twitter feed? Are you does that part of your brain shut off when you are away from the office? You know, I've gotten really good at this, and you've known me for a long time. I used to get really weird about not being at work. Yeah. And I think that's part of a work ethic thing. But obviously, as you become an adult and you become a parent, you've got to learn to disconnect from things. And so I think I've done a pretty, I'm pretty proud of myself. I think I've done a pretty good job of, look, when the major things happen, I've tried to kind of be aware of it. Obviously, all the stuff with, with Trump, and then there's been some big local stuff that's been going on. But I feel like I've done a pretty good job of disconnecting. Let me, one of the things, I was down and out last week for a couple of days with the Rona. And one of the things, that when I kind of came to, I saw the headline about, there was a n- reported CBS News that Donald Trump was considering Nikki Haley as his running mate. I don't know if had it had any validity to it or not. Did you see that headline, and, and what did you make of it when you when you saw that? Well, first of all, let me say, it was like you had like a Cal Ripken streak going of not getting the COVID. I know, and yeah, it- yeah. So well, you have too. You still have never had it. I will say I never tested positive for COVID. I think I might have had it over one Christmas break a couple of years ago. But yeah. I, you remember the old regime used to make us test, like yeah. make me test every week. For <laughs> um, yeah. So I saw this, and I think this is what. And look, with Trump, you never know what's real and what's not, and how many times has there been incorrect reporting on him. So you got to take it all with a grain of salt. But I think this is what's frustrating for people is. 
on one hand, you got this guy just brutally beating the hell out of her on social media. I mean, yeah. what do you call her? Bird brain, I think, was his, uh, <laughs> his name for her. And then all yeah. of a sudden, Forgot oh, about he's that. under consideration to be my vice presidential pick. I think this is what's maddening for people like me who are a consistent conservative is there is no consistency with Trump, both in personnel, which is what got him in big trouble the last time, all those yes. uh, all those backstabbers, and, and with the policy. I think a lot of the stuff he did was good, but there's no rhyme or reason to any of it, and there's no guidepost with what he does or who he surrounds himself with. Well, I think Donald Trump Jr. Jr. kind of put the kibosh on that. We played a clip of him on Newsmax saying, yeah, that ain't going to happen. I would do everything in my power to fight that and, you know, listed off a whole litany of reasons why Nikki Haley would be horrible for Donald Trump. I mean, she embodies the swamp. And I just wanted to also ask you, <laughs> we had another clip yesterday of somebody, some Democrat strategist on CNN feigning outrage that Donald Trump on Christmas Day put out a social media post telling his political opponents to, quote, go to hell. (laughs) I'm sorry, that makes me laugh, especially that it's on Christmas Day. This guy on CNN was calling it blasphemous. I pretty much call it par for the course for Donald Trump. Well, I love that the left has now suddenly found religion. Oh, and yeah. Their idea of, yeah. of decency is suddenly deeply, deeply rooted in the Christian faith. Um, you know, of course, when they're sucking brains out of defenseless fetuses, like sure. like they're going out of style, that they can't be bothered with that. But here again, with Trump, and, and you know, on our show, we, we tell everybody how we see it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I, I keep going back to this with Trump that when you don't have a guidepost, it makes it very hard for someone like me to get invested in the person because while Trump did some really good things pre-COVID, I think the tax cuts were phenomenal. I think Mm -hmm. finally making uh, corporations competitive, our our country competitive on corporate tax rates. I think there's some other things that he did with energy that were great as foreign policy was phenomenal. Don't forget about working with Kim and Kanye on prison reform. Look, there's a whole bunch of things you can say, hey, that was pretty good. But you are judged on how you govern in crisis, because how your morals, your standards, your reverence for the Constitution, your principles, that's when it comes out. It's easy to do stuff when when your back's not up against the wall. And during COVID, whether it was putting Fauci in charge or failed uh, former Surgeon General Jerome Adams (laughs) – or all the the magical money printing factory that they yeah. turned on, or you know promoting masking or the shot. I mean, this, all of that stuff was a colossal failure. And so, if even the most ardent of Trump supporter could look at that and go, "Well, that, that was really good. Things went really well during COVID." So you don't know which guy you're going to get coming up in 2024 if he wins. And will it be Joe Biden in 2024 looking ahead? One of the things I want to have to do today during the segment is kind of look back on 2023, some of the biggest stories nationally and here locally. But I mean, when you look ahead at the general election that's coming up, I mean, it's it's Trump and Biden pretty much at this point, isn't it? I mean, we can speculate on Biden and his health and will he make it to the finish line? But I just don't see anybody else waiting in the wings for the Democrats. That includes Gavin Newsom at this point. Well, Casey has a theory, and it's pretty good for a woman that a woman came up with this. I tell her that all the time on our show, (laughs) that I give her a lot of credit for this. Um, And I I, I actually think there's some merit to it, which is 
they're going to let him run because they can't run the risk of potentially somebody like a Bernie Sanders winning the nomination. So, you know, they're, they're going to yeah, they're going just to like run. last time, right? Right. Yeah. So they're going to let him be the nominee. Well, then once you go to a convention, you know, let's say it's a month before the convention and all of a sudden there's some issue. Well, now it's not the, the far left that gets to pick it because your national delegates are chosen usually by state party. They tend to be more institutional people. And if you wanted to control the process and not have Joe Biden as the nominee, that would be the way to do it. Now, if it's Michelle Obama or it's, you know, Gavin Newsom or Kamala or whoever. Sure. Now it now it takes it takes the risk out of the lunatics picking the person. And I, I look, I think if it's not gonna be Joe Biden, that that would be the way they'd have to do it. Twenty twenty four is gonna be crazy. And it is going to be one interesting year. I'm happy to be I, I'm I'm fortunate to be a part of it, especially on this platform. On 93 WIBC, we're going off the rails with Rob Kendall. We'll then talk about here in the state of Indiana, a very crowded governor's race, uh, especially on the GOP side. Who do you see coming out on top? We have plenty to choose from. And maybe who doesn't make the ballot? I mean, is is a guy like Curtis Hill going to be on the ballot when it's all said and done? Is he going to have enough money and enough donors and enough uh, uh, polling data? Well, it's fascinating because you've got five people running, and I describe them as all equally unimpressive. And what I mean by that is there's not one of them thus far that's put out a really big, bold idea that you say, that would make a profound difference for regular people, and here's how I'm actually going to do it and get it done. Nobody believes Suzanne Crouch is actually serious about eliminating the income tax. Nobody actually believes she's serious about cutting the government necessary to do that. And even if you did, that helps really rich people. It doesn't help regular people. Nobody has any plan on property taxes. Nobody has any plan on the gas tax. Not a single solitary one of these people has put forward a plan to cut government in the state of Indiana, to revamp government in the state of Indiana. And so thus, I am assuming with all of these people, you're just going to kind of get the status quo. The same old, same old. I would say Curtis Hill is probably the least offensive in terms of his actual policies and things he's done. Yeah, I like there's him. Nothing about, yeah, but there's nothing about Curtis in his plan so far that you go, wow, that's really going to yeah. be making a difference for me and my family. We are going off the rails with Rob Kendall. Can you stick around for one more segment, sir? Abs- absolutely. Anything for you. We'll be right back. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Back, going off the rails with Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show. Sort of a year in review in Rob's head, anyway. When are you back on the air, Rob? Uh, is January the second? We get the first off. That's a Monday, right? Yeah. So you'll be here yeah. Tuesday the second of next week. Shows. Uh, I'm just going to text our boss, David Wood, and go. It's the second. I'm supposed <laughs> to come back, right? <laughs> You'd better double check just to make sure you've been gone so long. Other stories uh, that stick out in your mind. We got a couple of minutes left here with Rob. Um, in, here in Indiana, what what was the most important story, uh, politics wise, news wise, that 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 stands out to you? Yeah, so there's two. One is still ongoing, and so the conclusion of that will decide whether it was actually the most important story of this year. Actually, they're technically both still ongoing. But the John Rust lawsuit. John Rust is an egg farmer who uh, is trying to run for United States Senate on the Republican side. There's this just totally ridiculous law in the state of Indiana that says you have to vote in two consecutive Republican primaries in order to run for a, a, you know that that office uh, under that party. A judge threw Russ challenged the law. He's a very wealthy guy, so he had the means to do it. 
challenge the law, a judge threw the law out and said it's unconstitutional. Not it's only, hey, look, back up, Rob, just for a second. So, and not only that, but if you don't either vote in a primary, there was also the provision to where somebody could just sign off and let you run, right? Was that the other yeah. part of it? Yeah, this this was what I call the Undesirable Control Act, and what it was designed to do <laughs> is keep people that the Republicans and Democrats, but the Republicans make all these laws, so we'll, we'll pick on them, keep those people off the ballot. And you're right, Nigel. This law was so corrupt that what they did is they said, well, if we actually like you, if we actually think you're a, a big enough stooge that you'll do what we say, we've put this mechanism in there where even if you haven't voted in two consecutive primaries <laughs> with our party, just one person, the county chair, can just sign off. That's and right. So this judge right, rightfully threw it out. I, if you read the tea leaves, it appears the Supreme Court is probably going to uphold this judge's ruling. And did the and county will, chair where Rust is not sign off on that? Well, she loves Jim Banks. Okay. And so that's who that's who Rush okay. would be running against. And what's really interesting about wow. this is the incessant whining from Jim Banks. You know, and I know he, you know, comes on your show sometimes, but he's supposedly this big tough military guy and he is acting like a petulant child that he's going to have competition. So that's a huge deal because now millions of people will be eligible to run for public office. Yeah, Abdul said because of that law, Abdul said because of that law, something like 80% of Hoosiers were ineligible to run for that type of office. It's a crazy number. Yeah, well, again, it's totally corrupt. It's what the Republicans do. They want to control the narrative. They don't want undesirables to be able to run. They don't want people that can't control the run. So that uh, that's a huge thing uh, for, for the state of Indiana if that gets upheld. The other one is what happens to Todd Rokita, because Rokita's back in front of the disciplinary commission. No. I, I, I just don't think there's any way, based on what happened the last time he was there, and two judges wanting to suspend his law license, but he doesn't at least get his his uh, law license suspended. The question will be whether they permanently uh, take it from him or whether he gets reinstated. If they permanently take it from him, he would be ineligible to be attorney general. So that will probably be decided in the next month or so. And he's probably definitely going to get a challenge now at the Republican convention in June for uh, you know his attorney general spot because he's up for reelection. So two just super huge stories that still kind of have to be decided, but have been partially decided in 2023. Rob, what's on the uh, docket for New Year's Eve? Anything fun? Well, you know, it's my birthday, Nige. That's right. Um, As is my son's, yeah. It'll be, uh, yes, your son is very fortunate to share a birthday with me. (laughs) And uh, so, uh, you know, I never go out because, you know, it's amateur hour out there, Nige. And and so I, you and I are seasoned skilled drinkers. Yes. We know you can you can get just as wasted on any Thursday <laughs> as New Year's Eve, and you you got a less likely chance to get in trouble. Well, hey, uh, Rob, uh, it's the uh, Rob back on the air this Tuesday. The Kendall and Casey show after a long break. Rob, Happy New Year, best to you and yours, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we love you guys. Thanks as always to Garage Doors of Indianapolis. It's the Hammer and Nigel show.